Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Hello, everybody. Fun to talk to you today with Eric Sue, CEO of Single Grain, a digital marketing agency out of Los Angeles. Hello, Eric. Thanks for having me, Larry. Very excited to be here. Yes, and uh, congratulations on your uh, begrudging move from Miami to uh, West Hollywood <laughs> recently. Well, in Beverly Hills, close enough, though. Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. And so uh, uh, I'm sure you're going to make it a better place. We're going to be hearing better things about L.A. now that you're, you have arrived. But uh, I'm excited to hear your story because, Eric, you've done so many things. And uh, I wanted, I was asking you earlier, you know, like, what are you mainly doing now and all? And I thought, well, let's, let's get you to explain that to everybody. And then that'll be kind of our starting point. But you've come a long way. And you've come out of nowhere and you've made a big name for yourself. You've accomplished a lot of things. You developed a lot of incredibly valuable skills uh, for major companies. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of cachet out there in the world. But this, you know, we all come naked into the world and naked we're going to leave. And uh, uh, somehow you put things together. You navigated your way into a position, a huge position of influence and accomplishment. And that's not accidental. You know, that's by design. And so we want to hear about that. But where are you today? What, what do you spend your time doing? What's your focus? Yeah, thanks for the the kind words, Larry. Very humbling. I certainly feel like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, just trying to make it every day, right? Uh, and, right. you know, just... That's taking it day by day. But main thing I focus on right now is I have my ad agency, Single Grain, which I bought for uh, $2 out of pocket when I was about 26, 27 years old. I'm happy to talk about that. Um, and you know, two years ago, we bought uh, two other agencies. So you know, working on mainly operating a business and looking at potential acquisition opportunities, especially with this upcoming whatever you want to call it. Right. And uh, then I do my podcast and those are kind of the primary things. And other than that, you know, occasionally I'll dabble in, in angel investing here and there. So okay. So let's go and let's talk about how did you get to that point? I mean, how did you when you're coming up, we it's amazing how many uh of the thought patterns, the the skill sets, the the way we go about looking at life and, uh, you know, dig into uh, uh, what's in front of us starts at a very early age. When did you start thinking about doing something big, doing something special, doing something you could get excited about and, uh, you know, doing something big? So when I was about nine years old, I got my first computer and that was when the whole world opened up because I remember I stole my mom's credit card to sign up for the internet. And when I would wait for my parents to leave during the day because they would leave me home alone, I would then move my computer because I didn't buy an extension cord. I'd move it next to the phone line, plug it in. I'd be on the internet all day. And at nine years old, I had actually built my first website, which is an MP3 website. That's when MP3s really? had started to become a thing. You could listen to music and all that. Uh -huh. And started to learn the web. But 
along the way, I kind of got caught up in the world of gaming. And so I got my start in the internet, but then started playing online games and I got really good at games. And that was the moment when I got really good at games, that that was my confidence builder. That's where I learned teamwork, camaraderie, everything that you would learn in sports. I thought to myself, dude, if I can just become really good at games, if I can find this feeling in real life, I would become unstoppable. And it wasn't until way later in my life where I learned that that thing was actually business. But I would say my very first start was actually gaming. And that's what it is because I look at life as a game and I literally released a book on this called Leveling Up two years ago. So yeah. Well, and hopefully we're going to get into that. But it is a side note. It is absolutely amazing how esports uh has you know this this team gaming and competition has it's a worldwide phenomena beyond belief to those who of us who weren't watching <laughs> totally yeah and you know i think people tend to look at things and they dismiss things when they first come out oh my god this is gaming this is a waste of time you know p- kids are this is bad for their mental health and all that it's like there's downsides to everything and there's always upsides to everything too. There's trade-offs, there's no solutions. And there's, but, but kids are learning. They're not just becoming uh, little psychopaths uh, in their dark rooms playing games. You know, they are learning. It is drawing them out, you know, building relationships, learning to get along with other people, you know, competing. And then you have dealing with uh, devastating defeats and things like that, you know, but, they actually travel and do things like that. But so uh, you, it helps as you're growing up. It, it gives you an insane advantage to learn to compete early on. Um, and uh, you, can learn, you can learn that from gaming for sure. And it's kind of a surprise to all of us who grew up doing sports, you know, actually realizing you can do that not in athletics, you know. Totally. Yeah. And so I think the world has kind of turned around and, you know, gaming is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's going to continue to grow. And you can talk about crypto or blockchain, but, you know, one of the biggest on-ramps into crypto or blockchain is going to be gaming. It's already kind of started uh, in that space. So I'm, you know, I just look, I can't play any more games nowadays. I'm in my mid thirties now, but I do look at this conversation that we're having is a game to me. Business is a game to me. Investing is a game to me. Everything is a game. And when I look at it in that lens, then it just makes everything more fun. Well, the thing is, you know, now now that I think about it, I hadn't really looked at it this this way before. But you know, kids who are into games, you know, they in this game they're looking for the ne- the, the new game comes out. They quickly master that. You know, they they it's not just one game their whole life. Well, that's. The way I was in sports, you know, whatever the season was, I'm playing that sport. You know, if it's basketball, it's track, it's baseball and uh, tennis. And so uh, uh, for that, our generation, there was no gaming, but that kind of was a gaming substitute back then. Now that I, you know, there's one way you can look at it, I guess. Multiple uh, ways to look at anything. So, And so uh, the flexibility, it causes you to be flexible. And to uh, look at uh, opportunities, what caused you, uh, uh, what opportunities stood out to you the most when you said, uh, did you get a degree? Did you study? Did you get right into the work, uh, uh, the job market? How did you uh, break out of the house and off of your uh, uh, parents' computer and internet line? (laughs) So 
the first job I got out of school was actually right on the heels of the Great Recession. That was in 2008 or so. And the first job I could get coming out of a, a top 10 public school. So I went to school in San Diego. And the first job I could get was a data entry job making $32,000 a year. So I wasn't quite out yet. But then that's at that point, that's when I discovered this whole digital marketing thing. And I picked up an intern. And from that point on, I never really felt like I looked back. Basically, within two years, to answer your question directly now. So I was 23 at the time, 22. And by the time I was 25, I had already moved out and was living on my own. Not saying that's an amazing accomplishment. I was just answering your question. And by 26, I was leading marketing at a startup. And by 27, I had taken over this ad agency, which I was originally hired for to help save. So that was the timeline. Basically, in a span of like three, four years, um, I was went from knowing nothing to leading a company, which I also knew nothing about. And, and to unpack that for a minute, uh, what was the, the the first event of that three years? The trigger that set the dominoes going was was that you moving out? Or are you getting the internship? Are you getting that kind of job? Or what? What yeah. caused you to you know the push? So I'll, I'll I'll give you. There's two major pushes there. So when I was doing the data entry job, I was early twenties, and we saw a guy also doing the same job. He graduated from Harvard and he was thirty years old. And at that moment, I was like, oh crap. All of the coworkers around my age were like, we cannot be like that. And it's such a sad thing to say, but it's like, what an example. It's like, that's the anti-example. And so at that point, we're like, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? And then my friend who was working at American Apparel at the time, her name is Christina. She said, hey, you should look into this digital marketing thing. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, I'm learning this SEO thing. And so I started looking into it and I got an unpaid internship while I held my full-time job. That's another lesson, hang on to your income. And from that point on, I never looked back because this whole digital marketing thing felt like an entire game to me. And it's this was also validated a couple of years later when one of my friends that grew up with me playing games, he worked in private equity, but he saw everything I was doing. He's like, man, what you're doing is exactly like playing a game. <laughs> really, all of business is playing a game. You know, you know, it's all competition. It's all trying to get an edge on what the other guy's doing, take over markets hang on to markets and, uh, you know, develop your people and uh, develop your people, develop territories, develop your product line. You know, it's all it's all in there, isn't it? <laughs> Elements of growth and competition and compounding. And so when you got into what prompted that instinct to hang on to your your full time, uh, your your regular your paying job while you're doing that internship? I wish I had a good answer for you, but it seemed like pretty common sense to me <laughs> to hang on to your main source of income. And then, you know, but basically, I'll, I'll tell you what I did just to just how I positioned this because <clears throat> I was an hourly worker. And so I would basically, I was coming in at nine, like a usual worker, nine to five, but I was actually allowed to change my hours from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And so I changed my hours, I moved it up. And so I would show up to work. Don't copy me, but this is what I did. Uh, I showed up at work at 6 a.m. Nobody was there besides someone else. And I'd go to sleep for two hours on my desk. And then I'd really start again. And then by the time 2 p.m. Uh, came around, I would start the internship and I would study until 11 or 12 uh, in, you know, in the evening. Yeah. And they have... I don't know if they, the boot camps were around at that time, but now they have these boot camps to where you can 
learn a lot of those skills and I don't know how effective they are, but I know that they're they're out there, the kind of compressed time frames. Rather than go to college, you go to a boot camp and you learn specific skills. But how did uh you leave the internship? Did the internship give you particular credibility? Uh what you learned there, or how did that how did you turn that over into uh a stronger uh, position. Yeah. At the end of that. So this was in 2010. And so there weren't a lot of, this whole digital marketing thing was really compounding at the time. There wasn't, you don't see kids now. Nowadays, you have kids that are like five, six years old starting uh, starting e-commerce stores. Or Last week, I taught at a, in a class at USC. And one kid, 20 years old, he has a $2 million construction business. The other kid's 20 years old. He has a $1 million a year software business. And we're just seeing the cost of knowledge compound a lot faster, but I, I, I digress. Um, so your question, sorry, I just want to make sure I answered correctly. Uh, what was your question again? Just to rephrase. Well, well what, what were you meaning? You, know, the, you saw the, the cost of knowledge compounding uh, uh, more today. What, what, what are yep. you referring to off that? Yep. So <clears throat> let me combine two things right now. So when I think about wealth now, and, and this is something I, I've that's rewired my thinking recently, wealth, people would usually say, oh, it's time, it's money or whatever, it's assets. And wealth is actually knowledge. And so because knowledge outgrows any, it grows, outgrows you and me, it outgrows any Bitcoin or gold or, or the concept of, of, of you know, money. Knowledge just continues to, you know, it lives on forever, right? And yeah. so for me, the... The, what I mean by the, the cost of knowledge or the rate of knowledge increasing is is it's moving a lot faster. The, the way we're able to intake information, the kids are learning how to build businesses from YouTube, and then they're learning from other entrepreneurs around their age. And I truly believe we're going to see a lot more five or six years old yeah. building seven-figure businesses without the help of their parents. And so that's kind of the benefit of this knowledge compounding faster, if that makes sense. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.